Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And we're actually going to review movies. We do that. I mean, on occasion. Usually after about like a, a 10 minute like diatribe on, on something else. But I mean, we always get to a, a film yeah. at the very least. Sometimes it's not the film that I saw. Yeah. Sometimes we'll break away and just be like, so 20 years ago, they released The Matrix. And then, you know, we'll talk about it for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's always fascinating yeah. to us. Anyway, you saw, because we're actually going to review a movie, you saw Dumbo. Yes. The, and did you see well it? the new the new Dumbo? Yes, like and, there's. And you did you see it with the children or just you saw it? It was I I, I had to fit it in into my schedule and they were at uh, the schooling mm. and I I figured they should probably be educated and taking them out to see a movie that isn't Star Wars exactly or say, Avengers Star Wars. <laughs> like I mean yeah I'll take them out for Star Wars but I can't just take them out for any I, I, I'm a good parent yeah I'm just, <laughs> but yeah they totally get out for stuff like that yeah well I mean Star Wars is different mm-hmm. so tell me of this Dumbo you saw the the interesting thing I think they did here you've got the one you, you have remakes that are just they they are very much like almost like not shot for shot but there's so little different about the remake that you you're curious why why would you have mm-hmm. remade said film right this one goes off to its own thing so far it almost feels like a sequel or an alternative Dumbo. Is this racist Dumbo? No, no. They that I think they're saving that one for the third one. Okay, so um, I, I, none I, I of guess. that is no, happening. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I, I will That's tell in the director's you, cut. The the prism that I viewed this from, and keep in mind, like when I was born and my background, having Tim Burton, Danny DeVito, and Michael Keaton together again. Mm-hmm. Which and sadly, uh, as you and I had questioned, Michelle Pfeiffer does not show up at any point. Which is annoying. I, it it kind of hurts me a little. But she was in Ant Man and the Wasp, so she was there, and I mean, she was in uh, Dark Shadows. So mm-hmm. I mean, she's worked with Tim Burton. I just we were so close to a Batman Returns reunion. So, because I, I guess I've seen the trailer, but I just don't remember. In the the original Disney film. It's all of the animals talking to each other, and essentially, singing. yeah. Do the, are the animals talking in this, or is it humans telling a story? And I name you Dumbo. Is it, is it like that? It, it's it's humans interacting with animals that don't. It, it's not uh, like uh, John Favreau did the Jungle Book, mm-hmm. and you've got like Bill Murray right. voicing Baloo. It's not. It's not that. So the, Dumbo does not speak. His mama doesn't talk. No, no. There, I mean, there's. The, the humans are interacting around the animals, but at no point do you get – you don't even get, like, a, a monologue from the mind so of one of the animals. at no point does the mother elephant sing? No. Okay. Not not in this version, at least. Ah. Like I said, there's – And there are no crows to speak of? No. Okay. That, that are singing about elephants flying? Mm, no. no. Now, they did find a way to do the – it's not the pink elephant. It's the – Elephants on Parade, it's mm-hmm. that song. I don't know exactly. They found a way to work that in without getting Dumbo drunk this mm-hmm. time, really? which is probably a solid idea. Like, I was kind of curious if they were going to breach that because mm. apparently you were you could do that 
you know, 50, 60 years ago. You could get a cartoon character drawn. But, I mean, if the Flintstones can sell cigarettes. Foster Brooks, 50, 60 years ago, alcoholism was apparently hilarious. Well, the Andy Griffith show, one of the main characters, like, that was his shtick. He's like, I'm drunk and I'm in jail. Like, I don't don't think you can do that now. And and somebody not just be like, uh, guys... This is a family show. It's not like a drama or something no. like that where we're, we're talking about like the evils no. of like alcoholism he's, he's or something. He's just funny because he drinks too much. Oh, look at him. <laughs> he's a rapscallion. Look at him there. Like, no, they, they did not breach that. But it's it's done in a very interesting way that doesn't it, it uh, organically tie. No, no. Oh. They Yeah, they did not. <laughs> Come here, Dumbo. Here you go, buddy. Okay. Does Dumbo fly? Yes. Okay. I, I think essentially what they did here is like that Disney probably laid out said you have to keep these elements like Dumbo has to fly. There has to be an elephant and there is a circus. Besides that, you don't have to do like a beat for beat like remake. You don't have to use the original narrative. You don't even have to use the original characters. So but why there call needs it Dumbo? To, because there is an elephant and he flies but and there's a dumb. circus. Does he have extra big ears? Yeah. Okay. I'm saying they, there's enough of this that it, it, it's still Dumbo, but it's not so like beleaguered with making sure that it's the exact same story. It, it, it was almost kind of freeing. Like when I watched the Disney's Jungle Book, and I mean mm-hmm. the the live action one from 2015, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of I knew there there wasn't a whole lot of surprise. Like I I knew what was going to happen. Because of the fact that they were just being very tied to the original. Um, and even like their Lion King that's coming up, I believe in May. I, I'm oh, going to be perfect. Yeah. It looks like they, they were just like, okay, let's do what that movie did. And it's technically not even live action because I'm going to guarantee no. you all of those animals are CGI. So oh, technically, yeah. they're not. it's not even a live action remake. Let's just make it look more it's, real. It's a CGI remake of an anime. It, it's an it's a different kind of animation that they're using. And like I said, they've they've got it looks like the same characters. They're using the same locations. In Is some it cases, also a musical. It it seems to be okay. At least through from the pre, they even got James Earl Jones back. I'm, like not only did, are they using like all of the same characters. In some cases, they were just like, let's get the same voice cast. Then why not just. Take the the voices of the original and just reanimate and sync it up. Because Jonathan Taylor Thomas doesn't have the the pizzazz or whatever that he had in is it ninety four? Mm-hmm. Is that I, I think it's ninety four. Um, what does he have now? I want to know. What is he? What do you mean? Like, what is he up to he now? What is he doing? Probably living off that home improvement and Lion King money. I'm, I'm going to put this out there. Jonathan Taylor Thomas probably does not have to work a day in his life if he doesn't want to. Um, he is mostly a voice actor. Sure. And uh, he went to Harvard. <laughs> and so he's, he's slumming it. That's what you're saying. And he's 37. Yeah. Um, and has been a vegetarian for most of his life. Sure, there you go. So, I'm not seeing anything else really happening here. Uh, I'm guessing he's just, uh, yeah. 
He was in Tom and Huck and Speedway Junkie. Yeah, but I think Tom and Huck was also around the same time as the original Lion King. Yeah, it was. It was. His, so he, he doesn't have quite as prolific an acting career as he had in the mid-90s. See, now I just wanted to see uh, IMDb. So now he is clear. He's 5'6". That's, well, that's good. <laughs> um, you know, since IMDb is always on the phone, it's like it doesn't make sense anymore. I just want to see the filmography. I don't want to. I want to see currently in production this and that. I, I don't want to have to click on stuff. You, you almost want to be on Wikipedia then. I already Wikipedia'd it. Anyway. That's the Lion King, not Dumbo. Oh, oh. He, the last thing he did, he was in four episodes of Last Man Standing. Which is Tim Allen's current show. His father on Home Improvement. Yes. Well, that makes sense. I can can see that. Like... Um, And he was in uh, one episode of L.A. McBeal. He's done a lot of one-offs. Well, again, like, he's kind of got a nest egg, I'm sure. As long as he wasn't stupid with his money, like, he's probably doing fine. Like, he doesn't have to work to eat. He he probably just has to work because he wants to. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he not necessarily in the same level that Jerry Seinfeld's in, but, like, Seinfeld does what he wants when he wants. There's and, a surprising lack of information on him. Well, I mean, for the most part, like, I think after Home Improvement, like, he did not... Like, try, e- either by choice or, like, the choice was made for him. I don't know enough about Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor Thomas to tell you conclusively. But, I mean, either way, like, after the after Home Improvement came to an end, I don't even think he was on the last season or so, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. right. I don't know. I, I, was not, I was not a Home Improvement loyalist. Anyway, back to Dumbo. Sure, yes, that back movie. Back to Dumbo. Um, it, w- we were talking about The Lion King. That's how we got it in the event. And... You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested from high atop the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry Podcast Center. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens. Did you like the movie? Yes. I, I, I wasn't enthralled with it, but the movie distanced itself enough from the original that I, I wasn't just sitting there going, and now this. Mm-hmm. And so it's its own this. movie. It, it re- like. Similar to the what Tim Burton did with his Alice in Wonderland, it's not. It, it is not just a carbon copy of Disney's Alice just, in Wonderland. Just, I can't even use words. That's well. That, it's a podcast, so that's important. <laughs> we, we should use words. This it can't be like you know interpretive dance. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I the words I that come to mind are not appropriate. For the podcast. I, I did not like his Alice in Wonderland. I no. will say that. But no one could accuse it of being a carbon copy no. of the, so the animated yeah. film. Um, the interesting thing, especially, again, when you're, when you're casting Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito. And what are they in this? In this Danny DeVito uh, always has to wear top hats and like long coats in Tim Burton movies. I, I guess it's just so written into his contract. Is the penguin the ringmaster? No, but that would have been <laughs> awesome. You guys, you guys couldn't see what happened to my eyes when she said that, but like that'd be quite a movie. Um, Devito is actually the good guy in oh. this one, and Michael Keaton is more or less 
the the main villain of the film. So you have Batman and the Penguin kind of trading places this mm-hmm. time around. I see. And to a certain extent, Keaton is even playing almost an offshoot of Max Shrek from Batman Returns. I see. Max Shrek was Christopher Walken's character for the, those of us that don't going, have an encyclopedia. You're going really deep there. I'm just, it was, it, the thing made $200 million in Dumbo 19, did? no, oh. Batman Returns. It's not going, I'm not, I'm not, it's not an independent we're, film we're just, we're just that only <laughs> seven people, it's Batman Returns. We're just, not Batman and Robin? No. No, we're not talking about <laughs> that movie. Oh, are we not we're, talking about we're that We're just film? trying to review Dumbo. Okay, so it's rated G, I guess. I think it's are PG. There, are there feelings? Does it, does it have feelings? The other one, feelings. Tim Burton is not a director that I think handles feelings. He really Tim Burton is a really talented art director that sometimes directs movies. I and I'm using you hated all his movies. No, like pretty much most of his movies. It's his lower grossing ones that movies. people don't like enjoy like Batman. I love I love the original Batman. I was 9 when that came out. Like I was enthralled with that Batman maybe, Returns. Maybe your taste was not that well developed when you were 9. No, I had exceptional <laughs> taste at 9, much as I do when I am 38. Like I my taste has always been exceptional. You're older than Jonathan Taylor Thomas. We are. But I I will tell you this, I did not headline an animated Disney film at any point that at you any know age of. that I think I'd remember it. Like oh. Whenever I got that check in the mail, I'd just be like, "Baby, why why Disney send me a six thousand dollar check? Should should I ask him? Should I, it should have gone to my sister." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'd remember it. I okay. think I'd remember it. Oh um, man, Ed Wood. I I loved that. Tim that Burton was interesting. Film. Like, but there's really the higher the gross, the less I seem to be interested in it. Mm, okay, so you liked it. It's saying okay. I, I, it's a solid enough film, like, and it doesn't, it doesn't go into that weird Burton territory where it's inappropriate for kids to see, or it's scary or anything like that. Tim Burton is a is a man obsessed with with death and a lot of these mature themes that don't always tie into the films that he is trying to make for the companies that he is trying to make. This film did not breach that in any way. And if you've seen the original Dumbo, you haven't necessarily seen the new Dumbo either. But that's the weird thing about remakes. You you if you if you're too much of a carbon copy, people are just like, well, why don't I just watch the original? If you're too far away from it, they're like, this has nothing to do with it. Why did you call it Dumbo? There's a sweet spot mm-hmm. there in the middle. Is it set up to be a franchise? I don't think so. Okay. Well, it's made just a hair under 90 million in the US. It's made 177 million worldwide. I mean so, I'm sorry, foreign. So together over 266 million dollars. I'm and once you tie in like Blu-rays or digital like the movie will make money. And I guarantee you like they're selling t-shirts in the Disney parks or stu- sure. stuffed dumbos or whatever. The film will turn a profit, but I don't think it's going to be what Disney necessarily wanted it to be or the the amounts that you have seen for some of their animated to to live action remakes. Mhm. Okay. Now, um clearly after you talk about Dumbo, the only other movie that you can talk about is Hellboy. Hellboy. That's I, I think the two of them are 
spiritual successors to one yes. another. Yes. And Hellboy opened this weekend. Yes, and it has is tanking done terribly. It's now, made twelve million. It did not. It what it, it did not cost a lot of money. I want to say it's around like fifty, sixty million dollars, which for a comic book film is kind of on the low side. Mm-hmm. However, twelve million dollars um, is not going to get a sequel. Twelve million dollars is the kind of movie where someone would have hired Adam and I to actually speak a line or two. Really low budget. Yeah. If someone had $12 million. But it, this film is not going to do for Lionsgate what they wanted to do. Now, I did watch the trailers, and Hellboy looks almost exactly like the other Hellboy. Which, Ron, Ron Pearl, yeah. Which I guess he's supposed to because it's from a graphic novel, right? Yeah. Mike, Mike Magnolia's Hellboy comics, mm-hmm. like which are very atmospheric, like interesting, gothic. But the the thing, and I I could not stop thinking about this the entire time I'm watching the film. If you are aware of Hellboy, I'm certain that you are also aware that there are two films that preceded this one, mm-hmm. Hellboy and Hellboy Two. And it's the, the origin Arby. story and whatnot, and um, they're very entertaining. I, I mean, honestly, they're they're spot on. Like, yeah. in as much as Robert Downey Jr. is definitively Iron Man, and I'm going to go ahead and say. Everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no reason Ron Perlman should not have been allowed to be Hellboy to, at the bare minimum, finish the trilogy yes. that they started. Like, Guillermo del Toro is easily one of the most talented. I believe we've beaten this horse before. Interesting directors. <laughs> And I, I don't know what it is about them not wanting him to. Mm. It, when, when you have to sub in for Guillermo del Toro, it just doesn't go as well. Pacific Rim, the original, is vastly entertaining. It, it's it's kind of dumb fun. It was remade. No, th- there's a sequel, but oh. Guillermo del oh. Toro does not direct the sequel. And I'm going to say, like Pacific Rim Uprising, oh. <laughs> is not. It's not as good as Pacific Rim, and I guarantee you that film would have been better. Mm-hmm. If they would have had Guillermo del Toro. The yeah. Hobbit. The the Hobbit trilogy was originally intended. I just realized all these years I've been mixing up Guillermo del Toro with Benicio. Del Toro. Yeah. They're definitely not the same. I don't even think they're related. Because I kept thinking, wow, he's doing a lot of movies. How does he have time to direct? <laughs> he's acting and directing. No. <laughs> no. Two very different. The, the star of Sicario... <laughs> and the, the director of Pacific Rim are, are two very different people. But they are both del Toros. I mean, I know. But no I others. think that's probably like a more common like surname. It's like Smith here. All right. Or, or, or Johnson. Mm. I'm, I'm, okay. but, but again, the, the, the Hobbit films, however much money they did make, are inferior films to the original Lord of the Rings movies. Yes. And I will promise you, if Guillermo del Toro had directed the Hobbit trilogy, I would speak about it in much more like hallowed terms than I do now. I, I was not a fan of the Hobbit movies. I, I think they're really inferior films to follow up what is one of the most perfect mm-hmm. trilogies ever made. And Del Toro had worked on those for four, five years. And eventually he just got tired of all the legal battles they were trying to fight out. And he dropped it because he didn't want to spend any more time on a movie that might never get made. 
Mm-hmm. And then Peter Jackson, who has done a wealth of fantastic films, made a very poor trilogy of films. Let's not say poor. Just made a very sub-Peter Jackson trilogy. Compa- of I, I know what Peter Jackson is capable of in Middle Earth. And the Hobbit trilogy is not it. For instance, if you were comparing this to, let's say, Shyamalan's The Happening. Or I'm going I'm to go ahead and put it out there. Um, the Hobbit trilogy is his Star Wars prequels. Oh, oh wow. I'm just, That's I, low. I, I'm saying, like, if, if the original Star Wars trilogy is Lord of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the, the ones yeah, that yeah. everyone speaks, that's The Hobbit, The Hobbit movies, that's his prequels. Because I can pick good stuff out of the prequels. Now, we're actually reviewing Hellboy, but I do have to tell you this. I work with a woman I'm extremely fond of her and d- did not know... Uh, that Star Wars-wise, she kept saying something, and she goes, you know where I get that phrase from? I said, no. And she said, oh, that's from Star Wars. And I'm thinking, no, it isn't. And she said, "Uh, you know, you know that character from Star Wars? Was it? it Me so bad. You know, I said Jar Jar Binks. She goes, yeah, doesn't everyone love Jar Jar Binks? And I said, no. Nobody loves Jar Jar Binks. Well, I, I guess someone, someone I guess does. so. And then I tried to explain to two people about the overt racism in Phantom of the Menace. They really did that? It's like, yeah. And then explain the new trailer when they didn't even realize that um, Han Solo and Princess Leia had gotten married. And what? He's dead? What? And it's like, we, we have just have to start over. I can't. So y- I had you to walk even, away. You couldn't even discuss Rise of Skywalker. No, because I was very excited about the trailer. Well, how does everyone not have their pulse? Their, I, checking the pulse of Star she, Wars started constantly. With, she starts with, don't all Star Wars fans love Jar Jar Binks? And then asked me, who is this Ray? I... I'm going to be honest. I want to be part of an interview where somebody starts me with that question. <laughs> like there, there's a wealth of info. Like there's a treasure trove to be dug out right there. Like I just, it's that's wonderful. <laughs> there, I pictured like this cloud city of information, and all these thoughts rose at the same time. I just and it's just, and there was no way she was drowning in my knowledge. That is fantastic. I had to start. I'm just going to have to kidnap her and say, look, everything you know is wrong. Let's learn it properly. You should definitely start it with that because everyone is receptive (laughs) to to that kind of diplomacy. All right. All right. Like, sit down. I need you. Here, get a drink. uh, Make sure. Um, What you know is not real. Exactly. Someone has lied to you, and I need to know who that person is. And I want to throw this in there. I'm at one of my many jobs, and I hear someone say, perhaps the same someone, say, well, they're going to do that after The Matrix. And I'm thinking, huh? Now, is, do we, is Keanu Reeves coming? Do we get to watch a movie now? What no, do you mean, after they, The Matrix? They are actually planning on either rebooting or further sequelizing The Matrix right now. No, she was talking about some store thing called oh. The Matrix. <laughs> not not no, not what no. everyone else thinks of when I no. say the matrix. No. And I'm going to throw this in. The children know a boy whose parents named him first name Matrix, second name Legend. I do not know his last name. 
but I'm sure it's something. He doesn't. If they decided to just clip it right there, that's. Hey, Matrix legend. I'm just going to tell you right now, the only name that's better than that is Adonis Creed. All right. Like, that's that's go. fantastic. So, a real kid. Let's go back to reviewing Hellboy. We have much love for the Hellboy story and encourage you to see the Ron Perlman Hellboys. When I realized it was Dennis Harbour being Hellboy because it looked just like Ron Perlman, I thought, oh, well, he can do sarcastic. He's well, from Stranger Things. The reason why he looks just like Ron Perlman in it is because they like they they nailed it. Like Del Toro's films just they got it. Mm-hmm. They got the look of the character, they got the the ethos, they they got like the gothic nature of it. It, it was the comic book made made real. Now from the trailers that I've seen of Hellboy, I'm realizing it's not his origin story. It's just going to be some Hellboy story. But my impression was they're trying for some comedy, but it's not getting front and center in the trailer. And it's, I can see it's there, but it's not really up to par. And they were drowning in orcs, it seemed to me. It was just, and that is my way of saying so much CGI. The, the film reminds me a lot of the way I think people took Superman Returns. There's nothing inherently, like, specifically wrong with what they were doing with that movie in most, in in almost the entire case. The problem is, it, it's not as good as the Christopher Reeve Superman the movie, mm-hmm. and every like the 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 fact that they were using the John Williams score from that movie, like th- that film is so ingrained in people's minds that when they saw it, they're just like, "But it's not as good." That's that's what I was going through, like. The new Hellboy is actually not a bad movie. And mm-hmm. if this was the only incarnation of Hellboy, I think people would have accepted it better. But the fact is we already got what I regard as the quintessential Hellboy mm-hmm. twice. And like if you haven't seen those movies, Go it, see them. it definitively sets up another film. And I mean, I think the original or the second Hellboy was in 2008. So it's been 11 years since that, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro is such a talented director. Not letting him do like the Blade movies. He does. He did Blade Two, easily the best film in that series. If you will, if you will look at any any franchise or anything or any genre that he's, did he he's do touched Blade into. Blade Trinity, the first movie my husband watched with Anna Grace when she was three months old. Blade Trinity, no, but he did do Blade Two, the superior. But he was watching Blade Trinity because I remember, that's, I remember that, that. That's a certain Blade Trinity is definitely a. Don't don't show up the Blade movies. To, how old was she? Um, three or four months. Probably not. Um, if you're going to show them a Blade movie, and again, I'm not suggesting that you should a three to four month year old show them Blade Two. Um, it, it is, and yet he didn't. So what can I say? I think that was my main problem. He goes, I don't know what it is. I said. We don't know what a three or four month old knows. For all we know. Well, now she knows about vampires. At yeah. least he didn't show them Twilight. Exactly. That that is that is definitely an inferior version of of the vampire. Because if I, uh, I we have no time to get into that. We just don't. Okay, so uh, Hellboy on its own, not a bad movie. It it re- they don't do anything inherently wrong. It's not a broken film in the way that say like. Most Polly Shore films are broken films. The problem that Hellboy has 
is that they already did what is more or less the perfect version of Hellboy. They did it twice. They did it really well. And both of those movies are going to, or, or I, I will promise you, like, this film is not going to outgross those. They wasted money on a new Hellboy film when they could have just made Hellboy 3 with Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, it's foot, like, it's not because the two of them are dead. It wasn't because they were unavailable. They rebooted it for no reason, and people did not react to it. In the way that I promise you, Hellboy 3 would have, at a bare minimum, tripled that opening weekend gross. Oh, for sure. Like, why didn't they just give them that $50 million, that $60 million? I don't know. I don't know. Do you you want to lose money? Like, I I need to... More people need to ask us these things and stop saying stuff like Matrix around me and expect me to know what you're talking about if it is not actually the Matrix. What what is the Matrix? (sighs) Oh, man. He, he asked Keanu. So, next week, uh, Adam's going to review something crappy, probably. But then... that I, I'm just saying, it's the it's calm. Crap, yeah. It's the crap before the storm. Yes, because, of course, depending on when you're hearing this, there is going to be a night before premiere of... Avengers, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yes. Technically, opens on the 26th. However... There will be some preview screenings the night before, and because it's the Avengers, and because I love it so dearly, um, I have to consume it immediately. Like, I'm angry I'm not consuming it now, but I'm going to be honest, as soon as Infinity War went to credits, I wanted to watch Endgame. And I didn't even know that it was called Endgame at that point, but I wanted it, and I knew I wanted it. Okay. Promise me this. Sure, yes. When Endgame is ownable, we watch both of them back to back and in a row on your 70 inches. I don't, I don't know. Listen, if we're in for a penny, in for a pound, I say we do the 22 film back to back to back to back. Start with okay. Iron Man 2008 All right. and spend the next, I don't know, week. I'll get, <laughs> two after days. it comes out, it's going to be, let's say, they'll release it sooner. We will own it by Christmas. So, oh yeah, e- so yes. we can we can we can start a viewing schedule. I am I am down with with a a 4K watching of yes Avengers. And, and I'm I'm going to be honest. Like I I can't imagine a world in which this film fails. I I can't either. Like I, the if if they have waited 20, 21, 22 films to make a stinker out of like. This film has the ability to earn in the way that probably only The Force Awakens had the ability to, like... Or, let's say, The Phantom Menace. All those years of wanting and wanting, only... I'm, like, you, you, have, you have fans frothing, salivating, yes. if you will. Like, I, I honestly, like, and, and Disney is probably just like, right, right, well, listen... Whatever, dude. You you have the the final film in the Star Wars saga coming in December. I don't even think the anticipation for that film is on par with Endgame. And like I yeah. I, I may start. I, I know you just heard me dumping on the prequels. No, well I think it's because in in Star Wars we all know this is going to be the last one in this specific storyline. So we're prepared. We've seen characters 
killed off and whatnot, though you're never dead in sci-fi. So I do agree which, with you. Which even Rise of Skywalker mentions, yeah. you're never really dead. And then you I, get to hear the Emperor cackle. Yes. So I do agree with that. And I think for many, the the ashes away at the end of Infinity War was, I, I remember my children were like, what just happened? What what and I'm saying everybody to them, everybody needs their Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I'm saying, um, chill. These movies make a ton of bank. All these characters have not just been gone. Yeah, D- Disney's making a Black Panther two. Like, so, believe it. I don't. I don't care what happened in that movie. He will be brought back in some way. Yes. So, I was not as upset. But apparently, you and I also have a couple decades more like information Mm. to base that on. And again, like when I when I saw Empire Strikes Back when I was a kid, like it hit me differently (sighs) than, say, uh, uh, Infinity War did. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, at that point, I'm just like, right, this I know how much money they're predicting this movie to make its opening weekend. This isn't it. Mm -hmm. Like they're not just like, all right, guys, we need to bury Marvel that's it. Have a good night, folks. We don't want to make any more of that sweet, sweet, oh, honey, sweet money. Peace out. So uh, it's supposed to be um, huge, and that's coming after the next week of whatever suckage you're going to see. I, I, I mean— Is anything going to open against it? I mean, who— There, There is a, a limited release of some film, but, like, I mean, it's— I think every studio understands that, like, like if Star Wars was owned mm-hmm. by a competing studio, Star Wars would know not to open yeah, against this. It's going like, to hurt both of them. There, there is no way that you can topple Avengers Endgame. It's opening. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if for, for some reason, like, Hellboy manages to top that film that weekend— I, I'm just saying, like, it would be the largest film upset. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, I believe the budget was somewhere around, like, $500 million for this movie. It's been building for 10 years. And, like, every Avengers movie, has, if it has not made more than the previous, it, it has made – I, I, it may be the only billion-dollar, like, franchise in that each film in the series – has made a billion dollars. The first Avengers, uh, I believe, was the first film to open over two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. It made one point, I want to say, six billion dollars. And um, yet, we're reviewing Hellboy. So, well, I'm just there, Avengers a, is coming up. <laughs> there's a lot more interest in that. Like uh, even Age of Ultron, which people see as the inferior <laughs> Avengers movie, made one point four billion. Like Infinity War makes two billion. I'm just saying, like. This is probably the most successful film franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you will take the number of films that are in it and what they have made, uh, un- un- unless I'm just completely blanking here, even if you adjust, like, some others for inflation, I don't think they touch those those Avengers numbers. No, I don't think they do either. Because, I mean, they, they didn't do a whole bunch of, like, Gone with the Winds. In, like, you didn't have the, the Gone with the Wind saga, like, in 39, mm-hmm. 40, and 41, they release these epic... I, I, I'm i just saying, it's going to make a whole lot of money. Um, and it, we won't be getting any of it. No, no. But we'll be giving them our money willingly. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, Disney has basically built itself to do like it has it owns Star Wars and Avengers. And when I'm not paying for that, like my kids are watching mm-hmm. the animated films. Like it's Disney Plus. Like, have you seen the additional shows that they're they're putting on there? It, holy cow! We're we're being briefed tonight. I'm sure. Sure, but yeah. I did have to laugh when I saw Disney Plus announces Tom Hiddleston is going to star in the look. It's like um, we knew that, and he's narrating. Why is this news now? And Mark Ruffalo is apparently going to star in a Hulk, She-Hulk like I mean, series wait, for it. Anyway, whatever. Obi Wan Kenobi is apparently going like they're going to get Ewan McGregor to do an Obi Wan Kenobi show for Disney. I like, enjoy calling Ewan McGregor Obi Wan in every movie he's in, just because it makes me laugh. Well, I guarantee you the house that bought him, like, he's, just, he's like, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> hey, Obi-Wan and Winnie the Pooh. Anyway, so... Uh, the train spotting sequel is not what bought him his house. <laughs> there was it's, a sequel? It's the fan... Yes. Really? Uh-huh. I did not even know that. Yep. Well, there you have it. So, uh, Hellboy, not a bad movie, um, Infi- but not Inferior to its predecessors, mm-hmm. but it's not a terrible film. And Dumbo, uh, it's about a flying elephant... And that's about, Batman that, that's and the, Penguin are there, kind of. They're just they they've changed their yes and antagonist protagonist relationship. Yes. So thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Cravens.